Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Hey, 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 everybody. Today is apprenticeship episode. Oh, yap. It's oh, yap, which stands for what, Brooklyn? The Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program. Ooh, I put you on the spot for that one, and you got it dead on. Yes, and we have Dave Barrett in, and also a couple uh, welding co-op students. So we get to learn about all the trades, and then welding especially, because they're experts. Well, trying to be experts. Yes, yes. And um, we get to talk about how important apprenticeships are to Ontario, and uh, getting the word out there about apprenticeships because sometimes you don't know how much apprenticeship stuff is out there. How many opportunities? There's a lot. I know. I I really, I don't think I know that much about them, but I'm hoping to learn a lot more today. I know. And uh, Great Bruce has got tons of talented kids who are going into these programs and are basically basically going to run uh, society in the future. So these it's kids... It's kind of scary. It is. <laughs> It's 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 terrifying, but it's what we got to do. I know some of the kids I'm growing up with, I'm a little scared if they're running society, but... <laughs> <laughs> but we're all going to grow, and that's what life is about. So this, uh, this interview is going to be perfect for all those kids out there who need a good apprenticeship program or who just want to know about, oh yeah, because I know a lot of people don't. Okay, so our first guest today is Dave. And on the show today, ladies and gentlemen, we have the coordinator for OYAP here in Grey Bruce, Mr. Dave Barrett. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm well, thanks. How about you? I'm doing excellent. Good. Doing excellent. Good. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you do here at uh, OYAP. So I am the uh, what's called the Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program or OYAP coordinator for uh, the Blue Water District School Board and the Bruce Gray Catholic District School Board. So my job basically is to talk to students about careers in the skilled trades. And uh, through my program, we give them opportunities to try the skilled trades through co-op education. And I actually have the ability to register apprentices uh, if those stars align and the employer wants to keep the student. We, we register many apprentices every year. And then we run all kinds of events and opportunities to give students a chance to try the trades. Because it's amazing the number of people that have never been in a shop class, have never, yeah. you know, turned a wrench on an automobile with their parents, done those things, and then they get into some of our events and try them and go, hey, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. So let's talk some more about these careers. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's I'm the fun part. I'm disappointed that in schools because I've only had, like, I haven't had very much time in my time space in my timetable because in the at grade nine, I took business instead of tech. And so I never got to go in the shop. Yep. And then I haven't had any time to go in the shop. And I wish they had more classes at the schools. That would be very helpful for kids, I think. So it's it's because of those stories that we're now working more with grades 7s and 8s and actually younger. So we've created some things to get those students trying it so that when they make that decision in grade 8 to maybe explore tech because they've had a chance to experience. Because without the tech shops that used to be in schools, you haven't had a chance to try it. So you don't know, you don't know. So, so what would you say like the target age group is? So, like, what's like the youngest age you guys kind of target to the oldest? Well, last year a colleague of mine started a program called Kinder Trades. So we started right. Oh, at really? Oh, wow! Right, right out of my comfort zone. Like, I I went in and talked to a group of um, kindergarten uh, kindergarten class, oh, wow, and we cool. exposed them to uh, carpentry, electrical. We took them to bakery, oh. so different skilled trades and, and settings and. Uh, 
It's funny because I went to, it's a school that's local to me. So my farm is near this school. Oh, cool. And a lot of the students knew me through their parents. But um, I'm no longer Dave. I'm, oh, yeah, hey, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I can <laughs> oh, see them yeah. in the grocery store and I'm yeah. the oh, yeah now. Yeah. So oh, that, was yeah. Kinda, that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, bear. You should legally yeah. change it. Should, it um, is fun to say. It is yeah. a fun name to I say. So change my name, yeah. So do you usually work like completely year round, like even through summers? Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a teacher, yeah. um, but I'm hired by two school boards, so I, I get holidays. But we do a lot of our work and planning in the summertime. Um, and we, we partner. Um, one of the great things about being in Grey Bruce is because we're so small, we're so remote, the, the territory, Grey Bruce, that I cover is larger than the province of PEI. So yeah. I have to get to all these places. Yeah. And I've got such great partners here that they help me all the school year and I'm working with them during the summer for events and things that they do. So how many people are helping? Like how big is this organization? What organization? So like, oh yeah, sorry. Like Oh yeah, um, that's a tough question. Um, the two school boards are huge. I, I, I think if I added the two together, you're probably in the neighborhood of 18,000 students. I'm, I'm not quite sure yeah. of that. But for OYAP, so the last numbers that I have, we, uh, for co-op, we target grade 11 and 12 students. And the provincial average for the number of grade 11 and 12 students in a school board exploring skilled trades is 4%. Wow. In Gray Bruce, it's almost 20%. Oh, so we're, we're out there talking about it all the time. It's skilled trades aren't for everybody. I yeah. just want you to try it. Yeah. And if you try it and love it, fantastic. Let's talk some more. If you try it and hate it, perfect. Yeah. Move on to something else yeah. until you figure out what's next. But at least you can say you did try it, You right? did try it. I tried point. welding. I sparked an arc and hated it. Good. Yeah. Don't become a welder. We, <laughs> yeah, don't. we don't want to work with you either. Yeah. So, but if you spark yeah. an arc and kind of, well, you know, maybe down the road, that, yeah. that's what Launchpad is for and all these yeah. other opportunities. And that's definitely what we've been trying to say every episode is like, just like for kids in high school, just try something new because I wish I tried a lot more like different stuff when I was in high yeah. school and stepped out of my comfort zone a bit more. Um, and that, that's kind of what we do is, is we also have to provide those opportunities for you. You know, yeah. I, I can't, we can't just say go take shops. You know, we've got to give you a reason to so that if we can get you in grade seven and eight to try some of these things, then, then maybe you will try shops later. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so, what? How did you like land like this job? Like, what kind of <laughs> what steps kind of led up to you getting this position? Um, the the long answer is I get bored easily. <laughs> so if you if you look at my career path, so I left high school. I didn't go to college or university. Both my parents were teachers and mm -hmm. were somewhat disappointed, but they trusted me. Yeah. So I went from there. I started working construction. I worked. Um, I worked with a cabinet maker, sash maker for uh, for a while. I worked as an orderly at Bruce Lee Haven for a few years, and I started to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like. So then from there, I went to college. I got recruited off college to work for a company called Xerox. Then I worked for a Toyota dealership in various positions for a number of years. Then I left that. Had my own company for a while. I did a wholesale travel wow. tour company. Yeah. I left that, I started into economic development. I went to the University of Waterloo, got some certifications in that. I did that for about 12 years and now I'm an OYAP coordinator. Wow. And yes. if you look on paper, if you if I were to hand you my resume, you'd look at it and go, how are you an yeah. apprenticeship coordinator? <laughs> but it, one of the things that you hear in education, they give them such boring names like transferable skills. Yeah. That's, that's what I have is I've, I've got certain skills that make me good at these things and it's yeah. all been part of that life's journey. Yeah. But after about, you know, seven or eight years of doing anything, I kind of go, yeah, 
okay, been there, done that. I've done yeah. everything I can. Yeah. What do I want to try next? Yeah. And that's that's kind of been my attitude. Yeah, that is a cool attitude to have. Just trying to be like, okay, just try something new next time. Get yeah. bored of this. Okay, I want to do something else. I, I, I can't. Like that af- mindset. I I can't afford to retire. Like my financial planner says, I have to be 106 before I can retire. <laughs> but if you change, it's amazing how refreshing that is when you're trying to learn something new. Yeah. So I I find that to be fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's great. Yeah. That's perfect. So. As I said, I'm not very familiar with the tech and terms and stuff, but I know that the schools have Shism. Is OEF connected to Shism at all, or is that totally yes. separate? No. So th- they're all interconnected. So specialist high skills majors, or Shisms, um, basically allow people to focus in on a certain career if that's where they think they want to go. So it's not just skilled trades, though. There's health and wellness, uh, specialist high skills major. I don't have a lot to do with them. But uh, there's a lot of tech-based ones, so automotive. So JDSS has transportation, you've got a, a manufacturing, and you've just got a brand new construction one as well. And I think there's also a culinary. Nancy runs a great culinary program. So I work with them because uh, the students have to do a two-credit co-op. That's where I come in because we document them as uh, Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program students. And that allows me to track their hours. So the hours they do in co-op can count towards their apprenticeship. Mm. If the apprenticeship goes well and the employer says, hey, I want her to be my apprentice and you say, yeah, I want to be, I'll register you as an apprentice while you're in high school. I can support you. So I have money to help you get to your co-op placements because it drives me nuts. I have a great student sitting in Hanover that cannot get to, say, uh, King Carden to do a really good, rich co-op because that's the only place they can do it. I can pay for the transportation to get that student there. I can buy yeah. them work boots, things like that, to make sure that it's a good. Yeah. So that's that's where we get involved. And specialist high skills major are a great way for students to sort of focus in on yeah. on a certain career. Yeah, and it must be especially here in Gray Bruce in like a rural rural area. You kind of need like an organization to kind of help kids kind of get from place to place. Because in a city, it's a lot easier if you know yeah. kids they can just take the bus or the train to get to where they want. But here. They can't yeah. drive. Like, yeah. how do you get there? So exactly, we have one major center that does have a bus system. That's Owen Sound. Yeah. But what do you do with students in in uh, Flesherton, Hanover, Walkerton? Yeah. So we've got taxis, and we've got one of the best transportation systems in the world. It's the, our bus system to get yeah. students to and from school every day. It's just how, you know, can we use that to get students to co-op placements? And so we use taxis, gas cards, volunteers, however we can do it. But I, I, if a student says, "I really want to try," becoming an iron worker well let's figure out a way to get you there so you can find out if that really is the career for you so you guys are doing so much here but how are you getting funding and like how are you supporting all these people like where's the money coming from so the money i'm funded through a different ministry so i'm funded through what's called the ministry of labor training and skills development um so the funding comes to the ontario youth apprenticeship program to the two school boards and the two school boards here have chosen to put that money together hire me and then I, I coordinate all this stuff. So uh, one of the things I joke about is I'm a manager, so I, I don't do anything. I coordinate all <laughs> kinds of stuff and I pull yeah. people together and we all do our parts. Um, and that's where the funding comes from is the province because what they're seeing is we need more students to explore the careers in the skilled trades. We have a huge skilled trade shortage now. And it's not just Canada. This is a worldwide skilled trade shortage because mm-hmm. One of the things that I've seen is it's it's always been denigrated. Oh, you don't you don't you don't want to go work in construction and you want to do that. Yeah. And some of our worst advocates have been skilled tradespeople. Yeah. You no, know, I don't want my kids to work as hard as I did. And I'm going, 
well, you've got a nice home and a cottage and two side-by-sides, a pickup truck and a, and a yeah. car. You don't seem to be doing too badly. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the, there's yeah. a perception that, you know, you've got to go yeah. off to higher education, as they call it, college and university, yeah. to get a better job with these careers start, it doesn't matter where you go first, where you end up is entirely up to you. I know skilled trades people that are, good example was the gentleman that retired from Bruce Power. He started off as an apprentice, became a tradesperson, went back to university, became an engineer, and when Duncan Hawthorne retired from Bruce Power, he was the president and CEO. Wow. So don't tell me you gotta go to university yeah. first. Yeah. It's a matter of you know starting off, get certified competent in something, and then grow it from there. I know lots of people that started off in the skilled trades and now run companies. Yeah. You know, they left wow. the tools and, you know, started an electrical company, which turned into a general contracting company, which turned into a behemoth that's now doing work internationally. Wow. That's how it all starts. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you do. Wow. You know, it's up to you. Yeah, that's that's and like we sound like a broken record almost every episode because because <laughs> we say like like we keep saying like you like the amount of pressure kids put on themselves and yep. each other to go out to go to university the second i'm done grade 12 or college and there's just so much out there and like you- and, and and that you're you're exactly right it's it's the pressure uh, i see i talk to youth a lot and the pressure they put on themselves is one thing yeah. and and I, you know the pressure is there it, it's all public relations it's all pr campaign you got to go here to do this and you got to do this to do that. And if your friends go here, you should be going there too. Yeah. No. Yeah. You should, you, you know, f- try stuff, figure it out. What do you like? What don't you like? And don't be afraid to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. And, and, and try stuff. And if it fails, so what? Yeah. You know, you tried it. Yeah. Um, at least it was your choice to go there and try that thing. And you can't yeah. knock somebody for doing that. No. And the, the frustrating part is some of the stuff that you want to try costs a lot of money. So you go four years at university yeah. and go, yeah, I really don't want to do this. How much have you just spent yeah, to find that out? Skilled trades, we pay you. So you get paid while you train. We pay for your trade school. They just got rid of the, the tool loan program and turned it into a tool grant program. So they'll oh, buy wow. your tools for oh, you. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it, it's a way to go find yourself, get paid, maybe have a career and maybe go, yeah, this isn't for yeah. me, but it hasn't cost you anything, but you still learned a lot. Yeah. And I feel like, like, uh, like especially OEAP and like apprenticeship programs have been screaming at high school saying like, there is so much support for like apprenticeship programs and people want to get into the trades. We have so much, but yeah. like, it's still like, you know, it's still like that message of like going off to university right away with your friends and yeah. doing that is still so prevalent that like, a lot of times you... Well, and really heard. when all my friends went off to college and university, uh, I got called a lot because I was the one that had a car and I was the one with money. Yeah, so yeah. I, I went yeah. to a lot of university stuff yeah. and never darkened the door of a class because my friends would go, Dave, you coming down this weekend? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right down, yeah. You know, it, it, again, it's, it's, it's figuring out what's good for you. And if you're blessed enough to have the funds to go off to university to do that, great but if you don't have those funds look at the skilled trades and and so many people use them as a stepping stone and the example i use a lot when i talk to students is a lot of young men that i talk to want to be police officers and firefighters but if you go on the opp website they've got a great video that basically explains they won't even look at you until your late 20s or early 30s so a lot of police officers use the skilled trades and that gives them a chance to work during the day then they can coach hockey volunteer do all the things that the opp are looking for yeah so when they get that call they've got a skilled trade in their hip pocket and they now become police officers and they're really well-rounded people so lots of them use that yeah Um, artists great example 
lots of artists like welding artists and and painters and things like this paint in the skilled trades and weld in the skilled trades to pay the bills until they get that big break wow that's awesome yeah so it's it's just looking at it from those perspectives and again i get it i mean i'm i'm i was your age at one time and it was a long time ago but I, I, I feel the same things that I was dealing with, you're dealing with. You're, you guys just look funny. I look funny to my parents. My parents look funny to their parents. But it's yeah. it's all the same stuff. It's that pressure to, okay, I have to make a life decision. Yeah. And you feel like if you make it, you're locked in. You're not. Yeah, yeah. you're not. Yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. I remember doing that. I remember um, when I was back in high school, I took my fifth year. And I remember, like, guilting myself for taking a fifth year i'm like oh, like i should yeah. you know like every all my friends are going off i'm still still back in high school but it gave me the time to actually decide what i actually wanted to do and the program i wanted to go out for so yeah. like just take your time take your time kids. take your time try stuff uh fail don't be afraid to fail yeah. um yeah. you know and that that's that's another big piece of it is i've Chiefs, I fail like three or four times a day. Yeah. But at least I go, okay, what did I learn from that? Okay, let's try this then. Yeah, exactly. Come do welding at the launch pad, everybody. Intermediate, intermediate stick, girls only, and beginner. I haven't done any, but I'm planning on it. What are some challenges that come with your job? Um, uh, Perception is a big thing, dealing with the public perception of the skilled mm-hmm. trades. Uh, I think we've done a really good job in Grey Bruce. It's getting better, but um, that's that's one of the biggest challenges. Um, you know, pretty much anything we dream of, we're able to do. Just And it's and again, I go back to that partnership. There's so many great agencies and, and, and uh, businesses and industries that support what we do and we support what they do. So if I have a, I've got a crazy idea, you brought up SHSMs and before COVID hit, I was starting the planning of, I wanna do a big SHSM event to show off what's happening in schools to the general public, but also the business and industry. And as soon as I floated that out there, I had all kinds of business that we're in, what do you need? Yeah. You know, do you need supplies? Do you need this? You need that? We'll rent the place for you. We'll do this, we'll do that. So that's the kind of stuff that, that makes it, uh, I don't see barriers. We just sort of, okay, we can't do this, what do we need to do? Do we go over it, under it, around it, but let's figure it out. Yeah. And, and we've got great, great support for that. Yeah. So what would you say the best part of your job is, your most favorite? Oh, getting emails like I got the other day. Um, when I hear of students who are successful, that just, yeah. you can see me. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We had uh, graduating class, King Carden District, five electricians, apprentice electricians, grad, you know, like, upon graduation wow that makes my day yeah because even if they're a year from now they go this isn't for me yeah they've had a year to figure that out and off they go yeah that just makes my day is seeing successful people yeah yeah Yeah. i see them take a big step like on that journey because like around that age around like just near the end of high school and then right after it's such a weird phase for kids to go through and they don't know what to do so like to see it always like it does the same thing to me to see like kids actually do something they love yeah. And, and, and get at, like an apprenticeship program like that and it, it's great. Yeah, they just walk into a career and, and I, I meet students that have done different programs. Like I've been in this long enough that I'm, you know, they're, they're seven, eight years out now. And I, you know, I, I'll be at a restaurant and the chef will come out the back and say, Dave, you, thank you for all your help. I'm going, yeah, wow. Uh, your face is familiar. Where do I know you from? Yeah. But yeah, it was just, we gave them that opportunity yeah, to try it. And they've, they've been, they, they're the ones that are successful, yeah. but it just, 
gives me pride to see that. That's got to be an amazing feeling. Oh, it is. It's yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Makes my day. Makes my month. Yeah. Yeah, makes your month. <laughs> It'll make my month too. That's, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Since like COVID has put a lot of things to a halt, like you said, you were going to plan the event and then it couldn't. Like what? How? Have you still been able to do some things with COVID? Oh yeah. Um, so I again, I'm I'm always looking. If we run into a barrier, are we going over it, under it, or around it? It's just a matter of figuring it out. So uh, I've got a an OEAP presentation, a local one that I've done, and I've got great feedback from teachers over the years. So I've recorded it and put it onto um, the internal systems for the two school boards so that they can play my presentation to their classes. And then I can virtually go in for a Q&A afterwards um, to do that. We're, we're doing, a, we, last year we had a huge event called Build a Dream. We had 500 young ladies come to hear about women in the skilled trades. Um, and awesome. obviously we can't do that. So we're planning a virtual one um, January 12th. And we're gonna we're gonna do it virtually. And one of the things I the the group that I work with called Build a Dream, they do panel, panel, panel. And if you're engaged with something, a panel is great. Yeah. If you're not if you're kind of learning from something, I find panels boring. So yeah. I'm gonna interject some hands-on. So we're trying to figure out how I can the people who register for it, how I can get them a hands-on activity that they can do during the event. So we're we're that's the stuff that we work on. Um yeah, we're, uh, we're, there's different events. Um, we can't run our regional skills. Like normally we would have a huge regional skills event up in Owen Sound at the end of the year. And it's like a track and field meet for the skilled trades. Yeah. Students would yeah. come in and do like automotive, electrical, uh, plumbing, welding, all these things. So because we can't do that, we're changing it to you're going to do it within your school. So anyone in Mr. Wise's manufacturing class in grade 11 and 12, he'll hold a uh, smaller competition just for them and we'll pay for the materials and we'll send the prizes because we want them to have those experiences. So yeah. if we can't do it collectively and against other schools, then we'll figure out a way to do it internally until, until this is over. So just like the name of this podcast is What's Your 9 to 5? So what is your typical, like I guess I know every day is kind of probably different for you so yeah. but what what's your kind of typical nine to five every day um start answering emails at 6 30 because um, that's what people email at night and everything yeah um a, a lot of this stuff is is planning coordinating um with COVID. obviously i'm in my office more but normally i i would be out in schools doing presentations working with um the shsm leads the tech leads those types of things working with co-op um and that's one of the things that I found in this role. It's that personal connection and personal relationship with those leaders that have made us successful during COVID because they know who I am, they know my passion, they know what we want to accomplish and they're willing to get on board because they know it'll be good. Yeah. So I, I found that, that that is it. I spend a lot of time communicating, talking with anybody who will listen and talking with, I'm always looking for new ideas because I'm going to turn it on you guys. I'm interested to hear from you what else could we be doing to encourage students to explore the skilled trades? And that's a big piece of it is I'm constantly listening. And one of the things that I, I learned to do later in life was read everything I can get my hands on. Yeah. You know, in school, I always felt it was forced upon me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not reading. But then as I got older, the more I don't read for myself very often, but I'll read magazines, newspapers, articles, anything anybody sends me. Because yeah. there's just so much good information out there. Yeah. I wish our careers class was utilized more. Like I took the careers class obviously because you have to. Yeah. But I feel like it didn't 
definitely didn't go into any trays and definitely didn't yeah. even tell you half the jobs that are out there at all. Like it, it was. It's really not well done. I think if you if they took more time, like explain the trays, I think that would do a lot better for a lot of kids. Get them at least thinking about it. No, and and I, and I agree with you. That's that's a struggle um, because that that one class careers is the only class that every student in Ontario must take. It's the only one. But wow. it's a it's a part-time program, so the teachers are constantly changing. So the careers classes that have a dedicated teacher year after year, we've been in and we've we've had great success. And other ones, a new teacher all of a sudden gets handed that role and they're going, I don't know anything. I went from high school to university, that's the only pathway I know, so they're gonna talk from what they know. I, I, I agree with you, I, there definitely are improvements that could be made. But I'm happy that there is a at least the discussion is happening, and yeah. my job it's not your teacher's fault. It's my fault they didn't know about the skilled trades. So I I'm always emailing when I find out who the careers teacher is at any school. I'm here. Here's my presentation. Call me. I'll come in virtually. I'll do a Q and A. Whatever you want. Here's a bunch of posters. Here's some flyers. Here's the skilled trades. Just yeah. so that it's on the table. So, and I've always looked at it that way. It's not your teacher's fault, it's my fault. They didn't know about it because my job is to make sure that they do. So I apologize to you, but I'll talk to you more about skill trades anytime. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point though. Cause like a lot of teachers, they're probably just gonna reiterate the, the way they kind of did things, right? Cause yeah. that's kind of the only way they know. But yeah, I remember being in careers class as well. Not, and like trades were like never brought up. Yeah, and, and that, that's what I find is the ones that know about it. It, it is part of the curriculum, but yeah. a lot of it would just be sit at a computer and look up electrician. And yeah. Because a lot of the perception I deal with is everyone thinks there's five skilled trades, carpenter, plumber, electrician, hairstylist, and auto mechanic. There's 144 in Ontario, yeah. and there's over 300 across Canada. Yeah. But no one talks about them because it's a perception thing. And, and that's just it. Your teacher followed a pathway that's what they know and I talk about apprenticeship because I know it yeah. you know, want to talk about other you know university life I never went to university for very long so I can't really talk about that pathway as, as passionately as they can yeah okay. so Dave if you could go back and talk to your 16 year old self when you were in high school what would you say to him I would say to 16 year old me um, I would say uh, you know uh, there's a famous saint uh, famous saint who said I, it was something like don't be afraid to set the world on fire and, and by that what i mean is don't be afraid to try stuff um you know try if you don't know what you want to do then keep trying things and and one of the things that you know ab about me um you know I, i've always been early on i was very shy i was diagnosed with um you know a learning disability all that other stuff yeah. but the biggest thing that that uh, drives me nuts is that fear of failure. And the, as the older I got, the more I, I figured that out. Don't be afraid to go talk to somebody. If you think you want to try that, go say, can I try that? Or can I do this? Or what do you, tell me about your career. Tell me about your life. And one of the best jobs I ever had was at Bruce Lee Haven. And um, because I was working with people at the end of their life and the knowledge I got from them about how to live life travel read do all that that all came from there yeah. them telling me that these things so if i could go back to my 16 year old self i would say read more 
pay attention in math class and if it doesn't make sense make it relatable and what i didn't do was go down and talk to my shop teacher so they'd throw up the pythagorean theorem i go oh when am i ever going to use this in my life yeah get into construction it's used all the time that's how you square a wall yeah that's how you you know build a staircase but at that time i'm going i'm never going to use this in my life why would i even pay attention to it but go make it relatable because once it's relatable makes sense right yeah. off the bat yeah so that that's kind of my thing is you know be a little get rid of that fear of failure because i've learned more from failing i wish i'd done more of it yeah. honestly i've learned more from that than i have from anything else i do yeah i'm i'm, I'm the same way like and like the, 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 even t even still today like the fear of failing is is still like yeah. it, it holds me back i'm trying not to let it so much but like i know Definitely in high school, it's a huge thing because nobody wants yeah. to suck at something right away. But you have to. If you're yeah. trying something new, you're going to be horrible at it. Yeah, and, most and, likely. and that's just it. But that's the chance to growth. And, yeah. you know, I, I work for two school boards, but I, I was at a session with one of them where a, a gentleman said, and I, I think he was on to something. He said, you know, the first day of school, every student shows up at 100%. And then every time you make a set, uh, mistake, they take points away. So how can you not have that mindset? Yeah. Whereas we want you to try stuff safely, responsibly, but still try it. Yeah. And if you fail, it's not a loss. You know, look at it and go, why did it fail? Why did, yeah. what can I do differently? And it's that, it's that growing your, your own abilities, you yeah. know, because like I said, I've, I've messed up some things big. But I sure learned how to fix things fast. Too. Yeah, there you <laughs> so, go. We win or yeah, we learn. I we learned to weld we when I broke the bucket on the tractor. I mean, I learned to weld real fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Dad's going to be home. We got to get this fixed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's all the questions we got from Brooklyn, um, do you have anything else you want to let the uh, listeners know? Um, no. I, you know, students listening, um, my question to you is always, what do you want to try next? If you're not sure what you want to do, what do you want to try next? And my favorite saying is a well-trained person instantly becomes the smartest person in the room when their subject comes up. Yeah. So if you want to talk music, you're the guy that I would, I'm in awe of people that can pick up a guitar and play it. I do not have the ability after seven years of guitar lessons. <laughs> it's just not a gift <laughs> I have, but I'm in awe of people who, who have that. So, and, and that's just it, get competent, get good at something. And you instantly become the smartest person in the room. Doesn't matter who's standing there. Cause you're the expert. So don't be afraid to uh, skill trades, physics, whatever it is. Find your passion, run with it. Awesome. Thank and you where, so much. Oh, wait, sorry. where yeah, can people ahead. find more information? Like, do you have, what's your website? What's your everything? So my website is oyap.com. So oyap.com or .ca. We own them both. Um, so that's, that's the first place to start. The rest of my information is in every school. They give us bulletin boards. Uh, people walk right by them. You know, I, I understand that. So we, we've got mediums out there and everything. Um, talk to your careers teachers, your guidance teachers, your student success teachers, your tech teachers. They all know me. They all know what we do. And if you have a, uh, it's a, the number of guidance teachers that phone me and, and JD's a great example. Um, Ms. Dar Hopkins cones me all the time. I got this students interested in skilled trades. I'm not even going to try to explain them. Can I hook them up with you? Absolutely. I'll come and meet one-on-one -on -one with you, your parents, virtually whatever you want. We'll, we'll talk about it. I'm here to help anybody that wants to get into the skilled trades. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in, Dave. That was Happy a great conversation. I think uh, a lot of listeners are going to get a lot out of this. So thank you so much. And Appreciate don't be afraid to try something, guys. Come exactly. on. Yeah. Suck at something. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks again. Thank you. 
Thank you so much again to Dave Barrett for coming on and talking about all things apprenticeships and all kinds of things. That was a great episode, wasn't it, Brooke? Lynn? Yes. I really, I really, <laughs> you can say Brooke, you don't have to. I said Brooke. Lynn. I don't know. You, said, you could have said Brooke. You said Lynn. <laughs> no, but I learned a lot from that episode. How about you? Yes. I really liked hearing from Dave about oh yeah because i i must have not been paying attention when we had we talked about oh yeah before because i did not know all that stuff we said and it really makes me want to go try the stuff like i just have the trouble because i never have the time but i think i need to make the time like welding i think i gotta try welding yeah like how many of your friends in high school have brought up oh yeah or like have brought up apprenticeships actually a couple of my closest friends keep saying brooklyn you need to join a schism you need a schism with the, the specialist high skills major yeah like you need one i'm like i don't think i'm interested in any of them but honestly i haven't tried so i really almost can't even say that and that's what dave was saying just try 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 don't be afraid to suck at something okay so uh that is the that is the end of the episode ladies and gentlemen thank you again for tuning in i am chris hookstra and brooklyn dursum thank you guys so much peace out